Hello and welcome to Tommy Talks, the weekly podcast bringing you inside St. Thomas Athletics, where we'll get to know those who wear the purple and gray. This week, we are joined by Riley Miller, a senior on the men's basketball team. Miller has gone from a lightly recruited player out of high school to leading the country in three-pointers made in the Tommy's first year at the Division I level. It's quite the climb, and he takes us through that journey. He also talks about missing out on the chance to get a national title and, of course, his mustache. All that and more coming up on this week's Tommy Talks. Let's start with uh, Little Riley. Riley is a youth. Uh, what got you into basketball, and, and did you play any other sports growing up? Yeah, I played soccer, basketball, baseball for the most part, and then what got me into basketball is family. I, my dad's biggest basketball fan I know, and my mom played growing up, so it's kind of just the thing you did growing up, and I ended up loving it. Uh, were you good at the other sports as well? I would like to say so. I wasn't <laughs> as good. Basketball is always my best sport, but yeah, I I was uh, I was kind of a late bloomer athletically, so I think I was pretty skillful in all those sports, but athletically I was a little behind. Yeah, do you feel like that maybe helped you? Because if, if you did have to be behind, I, I say this as somebody who was not very athletic either, <laughs> so I had to be fundamentally sound to have any success. Do you feel like maybe that helped you grow as a basketball player? Yeah, I mean, you had to be, just in basketball, you had to be creative to get shots off and stuff with lack of athleticism and then kind of, not to say I'm athletic now, but <laughs> when when that kind of growth spurt hit and athleticism, you kind of grew in your body. It was like, wow, you kind of can do some things that you're never able to do before, get some shots off. Yeah, and now you almost have to go back to that, right? Because you're going from D3, and the athletes at Division One are a little bit different. You have to kind of get creative sometimes to find some of those shots. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, longer guys, more athletic guys, stronger, faster. It's all it's all every day is different too. Okay, so tell me about your growth as a player. You mentioned the growth spurt and the athleticism hitting. Where, where was that? Was that in high school at Benilde? Yeah, so my, I would say my sophomore year of high school, I was about 5'7 and full of baby fat. And then by the time I left, I was, my senior year, I was probably six foot. And, you know, I'm still not the most athletic guy in the world. But, yeah, I didn't really play varsity basketball fully until my senior year. So I was kind of a late bloomer in that aspect. Really? So when you are entering your senior year, are you still holding out hope for a college scholarship or any college interest at all? Or are you just kind of like, well, let's just see what happens? Yeah, I mean, going into my senior year, I think I always knew I wanted to play college basketball. No, I didn't know what level or anything. And then I also think that I kind of had a weird confidence that I was always going to play college basketball, where if you looked at it from the outside world, was, there's no chance I was playing <laughs> college basketball. But I think then I started playing well my senior year and started getting some like D D3 schools interest. And so it kind of became more of a reality. And my coach was like, hey, like, do you want to play? I can reach out to some schools. So then that kind of became a, a real thing. So was it mostly D3 schools? Were there any D2s that came and took a look or even a, a remote a Division One somewhere? No, no, it was all D3 for me, so, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pretty, I had some MIAC schools and some UMAC schools, but that's about it. Okay, so was the decision then to come to St. Thomas an easy one for you? No, because I, there was no guarantee of playing time or anything like that, and honestly, the JV program at St. Thomas was a real possibility, which is, I mean, good for development, but not necessarily the thing I wanted to do going right. into college, but... I think other schools had told me I would play more and had have a bigger impact, so it was kind of... I knew St. Thomas was the place I wanted to be at 
off the basketball court is just on the basketball court making sure it fit. What pushed you over the edge then to get here? Uh, I think I think just the realization that if you take out basketball, it's the best place for me. And then I also, my mom went there, my grandpa went there. I have an aunt that went there, so it's kind of in family, the Tommies are. Yeah, your mom played tennis here, right? Yep. Yeah, was she pretty good? Uh, I don't, I don't want to give her all that credit, but <laughs> she always, uh, she was used to joke that they had the one conference championship banner that she was a part of. And then yeah. I told her, you know, by my sophomore year, I had already beaten her in that aspect <laughs> with two of them. So we like to joke about that. Sounds like the family might be a little competitive. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. You have a couple of brothers and sisters, right? What's the breakdown? How many brothers, how many sisters? I got two brothers, one older, one younger, and then a younger sister. Are you, is everybody that competitive? I mean, what are games like? Is it Monopoly crazy? Yeah, some, you know, there's some tears have been shed over the years, yeah. just some, not even sports act- activities, <laughs> but yeah, it's been fun. Have you ever flipped a game board after you lost? I, I probably have. <laughs> okay, I understand that, that that happens even to the best of us. So your aunt, your mom, your grandpa all come to St. Thomas. What was their feedback on what St. Thomas was like for you as you were making that decision? Yeah, so my family was great with my decisions going into college because they wanted to kind of like let me decide for myself but also lay out the pros and cons but with that being said I could totally tell that they're trying to like push me towards St. Thomas so (laughs) I think and like obviously they've been successful in what they've wanted to do and they've turned out to be great people so I think that kind of just showed what St. Thomas was all about. So you talked a little bit about this, how you kind of grew up through high school in terms of uh, being a basketball player and improving. It seems like the same thing has kind of happened here at St. Thomas, where your scoring has improved your freshman year, your sophomore year, and then you make that big jump your junior year. Uh, What was the biggest reason for that jump? What what do you think clicked? I mean, I want to say, like, basketball-wise, obviously you improve every summer. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest jump I took was mentally. I think I developed a big confidence in my jump shot, which helps because when you shoot and you think it's going to go in, it, I want to shoot more. And then just like the coaching staff was really pushing me like, you got to shoot more, you got to shoot more and stuff. So I think it kind of just like my sophomore year, I tried to start shooting more and being more aggressive. And then junior year, it clicked with it being productive. And so then it kind of just realized, oh, wow, I can really do this. Okay. And so then you're making them from 22 feet. You're like, I want to try from 23 feet. <laughs> 24 feet 30 feet let's see what can happen yeah uh what what's your peak range where do you think uh well i'd say when i cross half court but yeah yeah i don't know it depends i'd say late shot clock any anything in the half court's okay for me but yeah well against western illinois i think it was the second half you hit one probably a 30 footer um and, and that looked you maybe could have gone in a little bit closer so take me through the mentality of okay, I'm here, I'm going to, why not? I'm going to take this shot, or is it, because I don't think Coach Tower is telling you not to shoot that. Yeah, so I will say, watching the film on that, I didn't realize it was that deep. But that, <laughs> It was so deep. That, it was that. deep, but then I, I will say the mindset was, it was under 10 seconds on the shot clock. They set a screen, and they were switching, and they had a six eight six nine athletic beast. I'm not going to do anything on that one-on-one if I, get downhill he's gonna block my shot off the glass so I was like you know what it's probably a higher percentage shot for me so I just let it rip yeah and it, it ripped the cords it definitely <laughs> did that uh what have you noticed teams are defending you differently as you have gone on this season yeah I mean junior year it was kind of just like you know I 
didn't get much. I was a shooter, but I wasn't anything like that. And now right. I'm kind of getting face guarded, and teams are trying to be physical with me, so it's definitely something I've had to adapt to. It feels like this team has adapted well, especially in the last handful of games where you've kind of gotten your legs and figured out what it takes to compete at the Division One level. Do you think that's a true statement? Yeah, I mean, I think deep down inside we always knew that we were going to be able to do this. It was kind of the outside world, like, oh, they're not going to be all that great right away and stuff. So I think we knew we always had it, but it's kind of just fun to see it kind of come in full circle. So at the Division Three level, the team was thinking a national championship, right? You had essentially two chances for the national title taken away. Let's go back to your sophomore year. You're all set to play St. John's in the third round of the NCAA season. Then COVID hits. How did the team feel? How did you feel when that happened? So initially we found out that there weren't going to be fans at that game, which was just a shot at the heart because it was we were set to play St. John's in the Sweet 16. Right, which that's is you the know, rival if you know it's Tommy yeah. Johnny's that's everything and to be in the sweet 16 to I don't know what the rankings were but pretty high ranked teams it would have been an incredible atmosphere and not to mention the last time we had played them our starting center had gotten a concussion in like the first few minutes of the game so we felt like we were more healthy and ready to go and we thought we would really get a good chance of beating them and we felt that that was not obviously wasn't the national championship game but whoever won that had a really good chance to go on and win it so that was really tough to when it, it got canceled all all together. Yeah, and then your junior year, you had only have seven games. I mean, I, what was that like too? That was a, had to be really weird. Yeah, I mean, going into it, we didn't even know if we were going to play, so we were kind of blessed to get seven games. And then, just from a standpoint of losing Tommy Anderson, Elijah Hanna the year before, our two centers that were so good at coming in for each other. We thought we were going to start Burt Hedstrom at the five going into that year, and then Parker comes along and just turns into a stud. So we were just – yeah, kinda, it was really fun to have him. Yeah, Parker Bjorklund is a, a, a little bit like you, right, a late, late bloomer. But, I mean, here comes this guy who hasn't played for two years, walks in and says he wants to play. Was there ever a moment where you guys were like, really? And, yeah. and how long did it take before you turned and were like, okay, yeah, Parker's a stud? Yeah, I mean, just in those seven games you could see – his growth just I, the first game you knew I think this first game he fouled out in about 10 minutes or so he was <laughs> right. so excited but he yeah you could see his just athleticism and finishing ability around the basket was so good and then like through seven games you could tell oh, he's starting to get a flow for the offense and and really kind of be able to play with us and now that's grown even more the next year yeah it really seems like he has made a difference even in his return because there was what seven games where he didn't play the the Tommy offense just feels a little different even the defense with with Parker out there yeah he adds a uh, whole new element inside the paint offense and defensively he's just a guy that we can throw it into and get a two every once in a while makes it a little bit easier for guys like you and Anders and well I mean Lindbergh heads from everybody who shoots the three right yeah yeah exactly they can we they have to respect the inside game a little more when he's in there you're uh you guys make the jump to division one this year and, and obviously that's got its own excitement but was there any part of you that was like oh man i mean we were we were going to compete for that national title and now we're not going to get a chance to do that yeah and i mean when when we left the miac we we didn't know we were going division one right away so it was kind of we didn't know what was next so i, I guess Knowing it now, we're happy about it. But, yeah, at the time, we thought sophomore year, oh, we had a chance to win it. Junior year, I thought we had an incredible chance to win it. And then if we were D3 this year, we would have had the same team that we were building on junior year. So I think we had a chance to win not one but multiple. Yeah. 
So you find out that you are going Division One. What's the excitement level? What's the thought process? Nerves? Anything like that? Yeah, I mean, initially when the news came out, I was just hoping I could, you know, make the roster. I didn't know what that yeah. roster was going to look like. Maybe contribute a little bit. I didn't. I had no idea what you know what was going to happen next. So I was just trying to like take it a day at a time and make an impact. When did you know? Was there a point this season when you knew? Okay. Not only am I on the team, but like I—I I mean, you're leading the team in scoring. You're one of the top three-point makers in the country. There had to be some point this season where it just like, okay, yeah, I belong here. Yeah, I mean, I think our first game versus Chicago State, they put a lot of attention on me defensively, which I think was not a, not a shock. I knew they would know I was a shooter just based on my previous stats, but right. they really were paying attention to me. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then. I still was able to get shots. I didn't even shoot that great that game, but I think I, like, not great. And then I ended up hitting a few at the end. So I was, like, looking back at the stats, I was like, I didn't even feel like I shot that well, and I, like, still did pretty efficiently. So I was like, oh, that's when I kind of realized that if I shoot well, then I'll really be able to make an impact. So it's not the number of threes you make for you. It's more about the efficiency? Yeah, I mean, it's changed. I, I think my freshman, sophomore year, I was so just infatuated with – percentages and stuff like that and yeah I think my junior year I went into it and I said I'm not gonna look at stats just because especially my freshman year when I was only shooting a couple of game one miss can really sway things so now it's just I trust that I'm a good shooter the volume I'm more of a volume shooter now so over time that the percentages are gonna take care of themselves yeah what has some of the other challenges been for you and for the team as you've made this transition to division one I, I think on the court, physicality has been something that we've had to adapt to, just game planning against that. And then off the court, I think some of the attention just I th at the D3 level, you're never going to get Instagram DMs or something from people that are mad you lost money on a bet or something like right. that. So, and, and that's all. I mean, you take that and yeah. move on. It's not anything we really worry about, but it is different just to see that. No one was sliding into your DMs when you were a d3 is that what you're trying to say <laughs> that's that is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> um this team seems very close very comfortable with each other how has that comfort level helped with the team's success this year oh it's been huge i think just from a accountability standpoint things have not been necessarily easy going into this so i think if someone makes a mistake we're able to correct it and move on and not make a big deal out of it i think that's just huge for team chemistry yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it, watching you guys from afar and even traveling with it, it just seems like this is a team that Coach Stauer doesn't have to worry about. You guys just know how it all works, and you just go take care of business. Yeah, and I, I mean, I credit that a lot to the fifth-year guys coming back and kind of establishing the culture. And not, not only can do they, do they do that, but they can play too. All right, so I have some other questions kind of out of off the court. Um Going back and looking at some pictures of you, there's one where you got the headband, you got the flow, <laughs> and a big old bushy beard. Was that last year? That was last year. Yeah, was, was that your COVID? That was my COVID project. Yeah. Um, but you shaved off the beard, but you left the mustache. I did leave the mustache. Let's talk about the mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you... <laughs> You, you you love it, don't you? I I do love it. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's fun. I I kind of just did it as a joke, and then I started playing well, and I'm kind of a superstitious guy, so I've just left it. And then you know, I I get, I think no one's neutral on it. They either love it or they hate it. Yeah, 
Uh, well, I'm not going to give you my opinion on it. <laughs> uh, I have no opinion on it, um, but good for you. I like that you uh, <laughs> did it as a joke and kept it going. Uh, so then I- is it one game, two game, where let's hope this doesn't happen, but if two games where things don't go your way, do you maybe shave it off or do you grow something else to maybe add some of the flow, some of the vibe to it? Yeah, I haven't thought about that. I'm hoping that's not even a scenario, but... <laughs> yeah, well, then let's just drop it right now. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. Okay, so outside of basketball, you you love the NBA. You love hanging out with friends. What are you and your friends doing when you're not... Uh, or is it just strictly sports all the time for Riley Miller? It's it's a lot of sports. I'm, uh, I, I like... I get into movies and stuff. My, my family's big in, uh, you know, going to, like, Star Wars movies and Avengers and stuff like that. Okay. And, so we we keep up with that stuff, but yeah, a lot of it's NBA basketball every night. All right, I want to ask you some questions about Star Wars, because uh, you were born what two thousand ninety nine two thousand yeah okay. So, of the movies that were released prior, or the pre- the prequels and the originals, do you have a favorite among those six for Star Wars? I I don't think I can choose. I I'll say. I'm probably not the biggest Star Wars fan relative okay. to my family. So oh, so you're the they black might sheep. Be the ones, yeah, yeah. I, I'm the guy that's kind of just, oh, they want to watch Star Wars and I'm there. Okay. And I and I love it, but I'm yeah. not on the same fandom level as they are. Okay, so tell me, I'm, I'm hoping your family can redeem themselves here because I love that they love Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars guy <laughs> too. Is there a favorite consensus for them? Do they hate the prequels and love the originals or is it a mixed bag? I want to say more originals, but okay, good. I, I don't want to speak. I don't want to put words in their mouths. Um, because just so you know, Empire Strikes Back is the best movie. Yeah, that's that's ever made. Seems like probably the consensus okay. number one for Star Wars. Um, Avengers wise, are you a big like Marvel? More of a Marvel fan, more of a Avengers film series fan than the Star Wars? Yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd get into Avengers. I know more about the Avengers. Than okay, I, do. I haven't watched Star Wars like yeah. through and through for a while now. Were you a comic book guy growing up, or just when the movies came out, you just kind of fell in love? Uh, more of the movies. I wasn't really in that. My dad was always into the comics growing up, and kinda yeah. the Spider-Man stuff. And my my older brother's really big into that stuff, so I'll always, whenever he's he's around, I'll watch something with him. Okay. Did you have you seen the newest Spider-Man? I have. Yes. What did you think? I thought it was incredible. It was. I thought it was the best one of the three with Tom Holland. I agree. I thought, yeah. it, was, I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was It was really, really fun. Okay. Uh, favorite NBA player? Steph Curry, by yeah. far. And I get I get bullied for that a little bit, too. <laughs> my fandom's pretty big for him. Really? Yeah. Is there, like, a Steph Curry tattoo somewhere that we need to know about? <laughs> no, no, not yet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because, um, because you guys are both uh, kindred spirits with the three-point shooting, or did you saw, you saw what Steph Curry was doing and that's what you wanted to do? Yeah, I think the, when I initially fell in love with his game, it was when he was at Davidson, and my dad would tell me to watch him because he was like, undersized he, like, he looked like a kid out there he right kind of just like saying like you got to be creative like this if you want to be something in basketball so I think I was able to kind of relate to him a little bit and then obviously he's grown to be incredible and so it's been just now it's just fun to watch yeah favorite NBA team I will say either the Warriors or the Wolves I want to say I'd rather have the Wolves win but in recent years, that's been tough, so it's been hard to be a fan. Yeah, but Anthony Edwards, it seems like yeah. he's the real deal. He's he's great. Yeah. Um, favorite sport other than basketball? Um, 
to play or to watch? I feel like. Well, we can do separate answers for each. How about that? To play golf. I'm yeah. a big golf guy off the court. Okay. I'm not. I'm not good at all, but it's fun. <laughs> not good. What does that mean? Like you're shooting high 80s, and you sh- feel like you should be better, or like you're just pinging it off of uh, trees left and right and hoping to come home with two golf balls. Somewhere in between that. Okay. Um, uh, if I shoot high 80s, I'm pretty thrilled. Yeah. But that's not an everyday occurrence for me. But no. Yeah, for that, that's my favorite to play. I, I do like watching golf, too. To watch, it's probably football. Yeah. Um, watch the Vikings lose. But <laughs> It's been an interesting year for the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, so you, you grew up as a Vikings fan? Sadly. Um, so I moved to Minnesota, and I didn't understand why fans kind of always just expected the worst. <laughs> and now I've been here for 15 years, and I get it. Yeah. It's crazy. It's I mean, all Minnesota sports, when you think about it. Yeah. Twins haven't beaten the Yankees in my lifetime. I will tell you this, Riley, that it does get better. If you if you live in a d- different state, it's not always like this, is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. There is moments where things happen and there's good success. So there's hope. Yeah. Um, best place for you on campus? Mm, I'm going to go student center, third floor. Third floor. What's up on the third floor? I've never been There's up there. There's a little coffee floor. shop up there. It's kind of nice. You just got to get some work done. Yeah. They got a nice little window, too. You can get a view of the whole campus. It's just a nice little spot to yeah. relax, get a coffee. Are you an uh, introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Yeah. I was, I was kind of getting that vibe. Um, so some Riley Miller time is the best time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I value my alone time very much. Well, with three siblings. I mean, so that's a family of six, right? Yeah. That's got to be hard to come by. Yeah, I mean, especially when you share a room back at home. So oh, my older yeah. brother are inseparable and just can't get away from each other. Yeah, I, I definitely get that. All right, well, then I'll leave you alone on the planes then. <laughs> flying around. Uh, favorite food? Uh, I'm going to go just just a good chicken Alfredo pasta. Okay, I like that. Uh, is that a recent uh, taste acquisition, or have you always love that ever since you were growing up i think that's just more of a classic i think if i think i can always eat that and never be just dissatisfied i'll say my like kind of fancier not fancier but more unoriginal answer would be my mom makes some amazing chicken enchiladas okay and that's kind of got a little spice to it so it's not yeah. an everyday thing but yeah i can get down for some enchiladas yeah i uh, i grew up in colorado and so i love mexican food and the spicier the better and spice isn't something that you find a lot in minnesota so i like that you like it a little bit spicy yeah. um what's what are you watching or streaming on tv outside of the sports uh right now i'm in the middle of ted lasso so so good right i'm i'm season two right now so yeah it's, it's I, really good i will admit to you that i watched season one all in one sitting yeah and i laughed and i cried and I was like, I need to be a better person. <laughs> yeah, it's got everything. Yeah. Yeah, I got one of those free Apple TV subscriptions for a couple months, so I'm getting through it. Yeah, good for you. I, I love it. Um, who is the Ted Lasso of the St. Thomas men's basketball team? Oh, that's an interesting one. And who's coach? Like, the, the his his second in command. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you got to say Coach Towers Lasso just – yeah based on hierarchy <laughs> and then he strikes me as a pretty positive guy though yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah for sure 
Coach Beard's di- I don't think I've ever seen anyone like Coach Beard before, though. Yeah. He's kind of an interesting guy. Yeah, he's one of my favorite characters all time in television. Like, oh, yeah. just an outstanding dude. Yeah, he kind of got the beard going. Like yeah, that, so. I'm not as cool as he is, <laughs> and I don't have the bushy beard like Riley Miller of junior year. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely won't have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk uh, marketing major, right? What, yep. what what drew you to that, and what do you want to do with it? Um, marketing, it, what drew me to it is I knew it was business. I didn't know what in business, and then I took a sports marketing class in high school and was like, oh, that's what I want to do. Uh, what I want to do with it, quite frankly, not a lot. I'd like <laughs> to get into coaching and, okay. and do kind of more basketball stuff, whether that's anything really just in basketball. But, yeah, marketing is not – I'd love to do marketing, but it's not my yeah. top thing. So after this year is over, you have still have a COVID year available to you, right? Yep. Um, are you going to come back next year? Uh, undecided yet. Undecided. Okay, so let's say if you don't come back next year – What's next? Are you going out, knocking on doors, trying to find a coaching job? Uh, I think initially, once I'm done with college, it, it would be uh, trying to play overseas for a couple of years. Okay. And then after that, it would be knocking on coaching doors. Yeah. What level do you want to coach? Uh, my dream's NBA. NBA. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you even more as an introvert, a fellow introvert. I know what it's like. It's sometimes hard to talk to people. So thank you for taking the time. Best of luck the rest of this year. It's been a lot of fun to watch you play. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Really great to hear from Riley Miller. And what a fun story the men's basketball team has been this year. I don't know if anybody expected the success that they are having, but They have been competitive in every single game, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. And of course, we owe it to you to let you know that you can hear all of the men's basketball games on Score North. That's 1500 AM, 94.5 HD2, and scorenorth.com. That'll do it for this week's edition of Tommy Talks. Roll Toms.